everybody! Welcome to Hope Community. We are so happy that you're hanging with us today. Um, if it's your first time, listen. We see you, we value you, and uh, you hanging with us today. I want you to know that you're a part of us, and uh, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, um, whether you listen to this later in your car or watch it later, I want you to know that you are Hope Community. And uh, when you talk about some of the subjects, some of the things that we talk about here in these moments and, and even uh, hang out with us in the comments and everything, I want you to know that you are Hope Community. You're doing it with us. And so uh, even when you're with someone and you're talking about some of the things and some of the concepts that we talk about, that's doing Hope Community. So you are Hope Community. Uh, we've moved beyond central locations, beyond four walls, and now we are trying uh, to be everywhere that we can. Uh, to spread the message of hope. And I just want to start today with just taking a few seconds uh, just to kind of center ourselves, try just uh, getting in a position to uh, maybe uh, see around us a little differently, see openly, uh, and, and just have our hearts full. I'm going to start with a, a prayer from uh, A Rhythm of Prayer. It's a collection of prayers uh, that uh, Sarah Bessie had put together. This one is by Reverend Gail Song Bantam. And uh, I just kind of want to open with this. And while I'm reading it, uh, you just take a moment, breathe in and out. Maybe even close your eyes if you can. If you can't, like if you're in our house, you know, we got three kids and, uh, and Lindsay is diligently uh, shuffling and, and keeping them. So I know you might be able not be able to do that with in the scenario that you're in. Maybe you're in an office or whatever later. Um, but just try to take a few moments while you're hearing these words to focus in, find that place where you connect with the Holy Spirit and just uh, receive who you really are today. Okay, so let's pray. God, creator, hoverer, you speak and we form. You breathe life and we awake. You said it is good and we believe. The Red Sea before us shouting impossibility saying we can't, we shouldn't, we wouldn't. Words seeded from our youth, the limits and the lies. There must be truer truths in us to confound, resist, defy. Created from nothing, said something, made everything. This God. The Lord will fight for us, so we need only to be still. Still our soul, stand out loud, trusting that God is El Roy. God who sees, bears witness to a name. At her sound, Leaps, demands possibility. Emmanuel, God with us, for us, within us. God, you said it is good and we believe. You breathe life and we awake. You speak and we form. Creator, hoverer, God. So let's just take a second, kind of maybe just look in and that place in you that connects with God and hear Hear these words. It is good. It is good. It is good. Let that, let that just reside in you. That goodness. You are good. The creator of the universe declared that in the beginnings. You are good. Breathe in. Breathe out. Selah. Good stuff. All right. So, man, so much, so much today. Uh, if you could see all my notes and stuff, it's kind of crazy. Um, but 
I hope you got a, a good old cup of coffee that you can drink from today. I'm sporting my Oak and Crow sweatshirt that my lovely wife got me for Valentine's Day. Uh, my good buddy uh, uh, from uh, Oak and Crow, Jacob, um, printed these and they, they are so sweet. So I'm wearing it today, drinking some uh, Armando's from Stoked Coffee and wearing my Zayo shirt. So we're, we're repping all over the place this morning. So I'm going to get one more drink and then we're going to get going, all right? So, we are in the month of March, and the month of March, uh, you know, really, if you look around and you start seeing things come alive, you know, we've, we've come out of the winter season, those are, are uh, what can feel like dark moments, but they're also moments of deep self-reflection uh, where you start figuring out, you know, things for the upcoming year. You start putting together plans and dreams and thoughts, and, and you're you're thinking about, man, when that sun rises up, man, we're going to go out and we're going to do these things. And um, so we're moving from those times of some of reflection and thinking and into a season of doing, right? And things are starting to sprout. We uh, Here at our house on Jameson Street, we've got uh, all kinds of lilies. They're, they're we think they're lilies. They're popping up everywhere around uh, our house where someone has planted them in the past and now they're starting to peek up through uh, the ground and uh, starting to grow and you're starting to see uh, little buds pop up on trees and, and the days are getting longer and it's starting to warm up and then you've also got, um, you know, uh, just the, the smell in the air and the, and the, and the rain. It's, it's beginning to become spring. And it's really interesting if you look at nature and, and, and human beings have been call, calling this season, this time frame, uh, you know, there's the seasons, the spring, uh, there's the, the spring equinox, which is actually on March 20th. And, and people have been celebrating feasts and doing things during that time frame for as long as there's been human beings, right? There's, there's celebrations called austera. There's, um, all kinds of stuff like, you know, the pictures that we would see of the, you know, there's always around this time you always see pictures of bunny rabbits or chickens or eggs and all that starts popping up. And, you know, when I was a kid, I used to love all that stuff. We'd have Easter egg hunts and all that stuff. And then there's always be some grumpy old folks or grumpy not so old folks would be mad because we've got bunny rabbits and and uh and easter eggs and all this stuff hanging out like what do they have to do with easter well because human beings forever have been celebrating life at this moment because the creator of the universe has has created seasons to show us that hey this is the season of life this is the season to do so eggs rabbits uh chicks um flowers all those things are pictures representation it's telling the story of the goodness that comes at this time and so it's in these moments that we remember you know as christians we remember that we're getting close to easter and that's the moment where uh christ um gave his life and then resurrection uh another picture of life it's so if you start putting all this together it's so beautiful and so interesting that the creator of the universe has been uh announcing and sharing this word to humanity forever think about it like humans have been celebrating this season as a season of life forever even before christ uh, gave his life and resurrected human beings have been celebrating around this time forever so it's a very beautiful story it's an everlasting story it's something that you can say that christ has been announced for all eternity that life is here so this is a beautiful moment and so i just want to uh encourage you 
to step into this season, step into this season of growth. Don't just see the flowers and the long days growing and it getting warmer. Don't just see those. Take and, and Just take advantage of them to, to know that, that you are doing the same thing on the inside. And it kind of goes along with what we're talking about today. Um, we had communion last week and I brought up a concept. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to me that... Uh, when you start studying about love and you start studying about humanity, you know, you start looking into the anthropological, the study of human beings, the, the anthropological understanding of the revelation of the love of Christ in humanity. It starts awakening a few things and you start realizing that, you know, life is very horizontal. And if you're like me, and sometimes growing up, when you start, when, when you were kind of thinking about life and you saw things horizontally, you automatically got a smack or a slap or something said to you to say, oh, no, 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 it's vertical. It's this way because God is here. And then from God, you have to come down to this, then this, then this. And there was a series of, of ladders or an order or, or a system. But then the more I read about Jesus, the more I realized that he doesn't really like systems. Matter of fact, he likes breaking systems. He likes showing that everything is to be equal and in equity. And that God is not some lofty thing up somewhere hoarding over everyone, but he's actually in and amongst and living with all of us. So all of life is horizontal, maybe even beyond horizontal and just liquid and flowing out that we're all in this together. And there's this really awesome passage. I'm going to show you the book that I want to get it from. Uh, it's actually um, the Gospel of Mary. And you maybe you've never heard of the Gospel of Mary before. That's all right. I hadn't heard of it until about 10 years ago and didn't really start digging into it until the last couple of years. But there are several Gospels that are not in our canon, so to speak. They were left out. And there's a bunch of different reasons. And you can go and read and discover for yourself. I've read and discovered and found that there's a lot of interesting and very important things in these Gospels that illuminate what we already have and bring deeper understanding. And so there's a passage in the Gospel of Mary that is very beautiful. To me, it's very beautiful. It says, it's just, it's chapter two of the Gospel of Mary. It says, uh, the Savior replied, every nature, every modeled form, every creature exists in and with each other. And it's a beautiful reflection of the creation story. When you see everything being spoken into existence and then you get to humanity and, and humanity is formed by hand and then breathed into. And then there's these passages where it says that humanity is, is to walk horizontally and to work with, gardenize, create with take care of creation. And so there's this beautiful picture of all creatures existing with one another, that we all exist together, that all creation is in this. And so God is, God in all makes all equal. And not only does he make things equal, but he loves his creation so much that he, through humanity, gets involved to bring equity, to bring justice, to bring fairness, to bring a place where we all come together and share with one another in love to better, right? 
God lives in this liquid, horizontal life, not this vertical, top-down, angry dude up in heaven with a lightning bolt. But no, we're all in this together. And Jesus reveals this truth, Christ reveals this truth to us in John 1, 3. It says that through the word, all things came into being and nothing came into being apart from the word. One, all means all. <laughs> all things come into being. And nothing came into being apart from the word, apart from the Logos. So I want you to stop and think for a moment. If all things came into being through Christ, the next time you try to discount someone else's uh, being, the next time you try to discount someone else's uh, life, think about this for a second. All things came into being through Christ. Man, that could solve a lot of problems if we start seeing our neighbors as being image bearers of Christ, as being image bearers, mirrors of Christ. Look beyond the set of, of rules and regulations that we try to put out there that people have to follow to be seen as equal and see that God already sees them as equal. And if they are in a position to where they don't have fairness, if they don't have equalness uh, because of systems or because of other things, then it is our job as a follower of the way, the follower of the way of love, to what? To bring that equity, to bring that fairness, to bring that justice, to bring those things that bring us to a place to where we can all walk together in love. And can I tell you something? That is the reason why Christians were martyred back in the early part of the church. It wasn't because they were preaching Jesus. It wasn't because they were had Ten Commandments and they said you had to follow these Ten Commandments. It wasn't because they were trying to build some political empire. It wasn't because of any of this. It was because they were trying to bring equity to everyone because they knew that God created humans and everything around us as being equal and that we were the ones to step in to bring equity when it's not happening. <laughs> There's this beautiful story and today just happens to be the feast of St. Perpetua and Felicia. Um, St. Perpetua was a noblewoman in 202 uh, and she was a Christian and she just so happened to be living during a time when it wasn't a cool thing to be a Christian and she was practicing this thing of equalness and equity she was working to help free slaves at her time and just and just loving people no matter what she was a noble person she was a one of high standard and she didn't see herself above those that was treated like dogs and so she went and worked and lived and helped and fed and tried to bring equity and so she was thrown in prison with for it young mother 22 and because she wouldn't, because she would, she would not deny her Christianness, her Christianity, that thing that set her apart, that thing that fought for equalness, that fought for equity, that fought for justice and fairness, that fought for the treatment of everyone in love, she was going to be put to death. And while she was there, she met a slave girl whose name was Felicity, who happened to be pregnant at the time. 
who was a slave. And here you have this picture of, of these two people who didn't see each other as one higher than the other. They saw each other as sisters in Christ, in love. And there's, I have this, this beautiful picture here of St. Perpetua. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but it's a beautiful picture. But there were times when her nobleman father would come and say, why don't you just deny Christ? Why don't you just give this thing up? Why don't you just quit? And you'll live. And she pointed at a pot and she said, how could you look at that pot and call it anything other than a pot? I, I am a Christian. I'm Christ-like. Christ taught us to love, to be love. How can I be anything other than that? And she was martyred for it. See, this is the reason why Christians were persecuted in the past. Because they loved. Not because their political party lost. <laughs> Not because their churches have to wear masks. Can I tell you something? Perpetual in this moment, if she, would, <clears throat> if she could see this, she would laugh and say, that's not persecution. Love your neighbor as yourself. Sorry, that was a soapbox. I'll quit. So, there's this understanding that we need to have that because of Christ, And his revealing of who we really are. That there's an equalness that, that we should be walking in. That we should be loving with. And in those places where we don't see equalness, we should be fighting for equity, for, for fairness, for justice. I love how the mirror translation uh, translates John 1.3. It says, the Logos is the source of everything. Everything commences in him. He remains the exclusive parent reference to our existence. There is nothing original except the word. The logic of God defines the only possible place where mankind can trace their origins. Christ is our origin and he mirrors who we actually are. And so here's the question that we have to ask. If Christ is our origin, what is that origin? I'm going to share it with you. And I talk about it a lot. I talk about it so much that you probably think, uh, is, when is he ever going to stop talking about it? But our origin is love. Love is your origin. Okay? You're created from it. You breathed it in. And now you are love. Okay? And from that love explodes joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, integrity, gentleness, and self-control. That is who you really are. Okay? From that love explodes those things. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, integrity, gentleness, and self-control. That is who you really are. That is Christ, and Christ mirrors that to you. He's showing you, because you are created from love, this is who humanity is. This is who you really are. This is who you can be. It's already there. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to work anything up. You don't have to beat yourself into submission to get this. This is actually who you are, and every single day you can choose that from love. From love, I can choose joy. From love, I can choose peace. From love, I can choose patience. Those things 
define our hope. Hope explodes out of our identity, our true identity. And out of that, our faith stirs and grows. We lose faith when we forget who we really are. The moment we find out who we really are, the moment our identity explodes from love and we realize that we're joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, integrity, gentleness, and self-control. Hope rises up and faith grows. All of this reveals who we really are. Galatians 5.23 says, Legalism, religion, and empire can neither match or contradict this. Religion, legalism, cannot stop who you really are. All it can do is lie. All it can do is come up with a system. All it can do is come up with rules and regulations to try to stop you from being you. To try to stop love. But Galatians go on to say that there is no law. There is no legalism. There is no empire. There is nothing that can go against love. It says that love doesn't even compete against it. There's, it's no match. Because love is extravagant. And it cancels it all out. So here's the deal. When you are being you, that's when you express true love. You be you. Lindsay and I were talking earlier about uh, the story of St. Perpetua, and she brought up the story of the, the pot. And she said, how could, you, how could you call a pot anything other than a pot? Something needs to rise in you today that says, how can I be anything other than what I am truly meant to be? And the base of who I'm really truly meant to be is love. So how could you call me anything else? Today I am love. This is who I am. I'm giving my life moving forward in this. I am love. Later on in verse 26 of Galatians 5, it says, Quit your efforts to try to impress one another, competing to see who is better at keeping all these rules and regulations. Quit trying to one-up yourself. Quit trying to be something that you're not. Quit trying to put up these things to, to make you be nothing other than who you really are. <laughs> Quit putting yourself in a place of judgment. Because when you do so, all you're doing is really defeating yourself. When you're trying to tell somebody that they're not who they really are, all you're doing is defeating yourself because that person is love. So when you tell them that they're not love, guess what? You're telling yourself that you're not love. And I think the reason why we go out of our way to do all that stuff is because it's much easier to war than it is to have peace. Have you ever noticed that before? If you're mad at someone, if you're angry with them, that's a whole lot easier than loving them. I mean, good grief, that's the reason why we have so many denominations and so many different religions and so many different things is because uh, it's easier to hate one another and divide than it is to just love one another. 
to walk in difference. See, true love only and always seeks the advantage of the other person, not vice versa. True love always seeks to help their neighbor and not take advantage of them. True love always seeks to help those in need and not take advantage of them. When we learn to be us, to love ourselves, the true us, we learn to love others. And we seek to help them. We want them to see their true selves. We want them to see that they are love. And we want them to be like Perpetua and not back down from being who they really are. See, religion is so jacked up. I actually wrote jacked up in my notes. Religion is so jacked up because it constantly uh, seeks to build bigger competitions, right? Bigger places of judgment, bigger arenas, bigger coliseums to feed folks to the lions just so they can feel powerful and keep through fear legalism and power that's the vertical life that's that tier system that's that way of control so no one gets out of line and no one can find out who they really are but see love demolishes systems of oppression and shows us, shows us that we are all equal and the moment that it shows us that we are all equal is the moment that we start looking for places to help those who don't see themselves that way and stop systems of oppression from keeping them from not seeing that way. If you want a study on early church history, there it is. That is why Christians were persecuted and thrown to the lions. Not because they had some Ten Commandments statue that they had to defend. Not because of some system and rules and regulations that they had to friend. No friend. It was because they loved so much and they wanted to see everyone walk in that love and everyone be treated the same way. And the moment they saw that that wasn't happening, they got involved. When they saw children being orphaned because parents were being killed due to war, due to pestilence, Due to all this stuff, Christians rose up and took them in and brought them into the family. When they saw slaves being treated, when they saw slaves taken from their homes and brought to other countries to be uh, enslaved to, to rich people, they got involved. When they saw the emperor killing and, and, and pillaging and all that, they got involved. They stood against it. They went and helped in those places where that stuff was taking place. They brought food to those places where everything was taken from them. And that's why the empire, that's why the religious systems at the time got so ticked off. Because they loved everyone equally and wanted to see everyone walk in this together. See, living in the horizontal is where God is at. That's where he is. He's in the trenches. He's flowing this way, not this way, this way. See, part of our problem is, is that we've developed this system where we think everything is up. He thinks everything's out there. I mean, I was in Sunday school sometimes and I was taught that heaven was some far off distant planet, right? 
And that one day in the sweet by and by, I'm going to get on a good old gospel ship and I'm going to fly there. Well, guess what? That's not reality. The truth of the matter is God is everywhere. And heaven really is all around us. And scientifically, how you explain that, instead of trauma up with some crazy theory, is that heaven is actually a spiritual dimension. And it's already here. And so God is already here, flowing. He's in the horizontal. He's in the togetherness of life. He is in community. He has pitched his tent, and he lives among us and with us. Okay? So the more we learn who we really are, the more we learn who each other is, we start growing in community together. See, Christ declared that the kingdom of God is where? Here, right? That's Matthew 4, 17. He got really bold, really bold in Luke 17, 21. And I know people are going to be like, kind of, you know, might get a little upset at this, but this is Jesus saying this. Not me. This is Jesus. 17:21. He says, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is, for the realm of God, the kingdom of God, is in you. It's not hidden. It's not far away. It's not somewhere off on the other side of the cosmos, but it's in you. And see, that is the horizontal life. That is life in community together. That's us walking in equality. And in those places where there's not equality and there's systems of oppression, we stand up and fight for love. We stand with, walk with, love, and offer help in those places. Right? So, Hope Dealer, you be you. You be love. You be who you really are. And you encourage other people to do the same. And in those places, they feel like they can't, then fight for them. Stand up for them. Okay? Uh, I'm going to close with um, a prayer from uh, the Celtic prayers from Iona. I've been reading these for the last couple of weeks, and some folks have really dug them. So I'm gonna, just some really good stuff. So I'm going to read from that before we go. But I want you to know that if you need help of any sort, please message us and talk to us. But I also want you to know I know that because of everything that's going on in the season that we're in, and 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 we're still dealing with this pandemic. I know there's some folks mentally they're really challenged. They're having a hard time trying to put two and two together, trying to work through this and, and even moments of weakness where life seems so futile and, and just wanting to give up. I want you to know that there's help. And, and yes, please reach out to us, but I want you to know that there's actually deeper help. There's, there's professional help that you can get. And so we've been posting these links that you could 
call or, or check out online uh, just some places to where you can find some help. Uh, we've got links to where you can go online and, and, and connect with a, a therapist or a counselor. Uh, there's some phone numbers that you can call if you're in those drastic moments of, of not knowing what to do next, you can call. Um, but we just want you to know that, that you know not only do we say hope is here, we want you to know that help is here in this moment. And so you can call and you can talk. And, and seriously, if you just need some help connecting with that, message us here. And, and we'll connect you and help you as much as we can. And if there's anything else going on, you need prayer, you just, just want someone just to talk to you or whatever, please don't be afraid to message us. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There's no shame in asking for help, okay? There's no shame in asking questions. You got any questions at all, please uh, send those to us and we'll try our best to respond to them. I don't have answers, but I can give you a response, if that makes sense. So, But I just want to close with this and, and then we'll go today, all right? You are above me, O God. You are beneath. You are in air. You are in earth. You are beside me. You are within, O God of heaven. You have made your home on earth. And the broken body of creation kindle within me a love for you in all things. Recall the events of the day and pray for the care of the earth. May the grace of the love of the stars be mine. May the grace of the love of the winds be mine. May the grace of the love of the waters be mine. In the name of the word of all my life. Thank you guys for hanging today. We will see you next week.